Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. All right, let's get this show going. Once again, it's the Sports Beat. Happy Monday. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I am jam-packed about this show. we got an amazing show for you. No guest today, but it's still going to be a great show. I got the NFL playoffs preview. On the eve of the national championship, I will preview the matchup between Georgia and Alabama. I've been previewing it all week with guests on the show. But now I get to break down the film. And what will it mean? For Georgia to win a national championship, and what will it mean for Nick Saban's legacy to win a national championship? And Clay Thompson returns to the court for the first time in two and a half years. He has not played a basketball game since June of 2019. Such a long time ago. But he played against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I'm going to talk about my experience over the weekend with the Columbus Rapids taking on the Memphis Americans. I'm going to start with that because if you are a resident of Columbus, we have this indoor soccer team called the Columbus Rapids. It is the first indoor soccer league that fields a women's team and a men's team. So when you go to these games, you get to see both games. And they were playing, in my opinion, the best team in the league, the Memphis Americans. Now, there are four teams in the National Indoor Soccer. You have the Memphis Americans, the Fayetteville Fury, the Rome Gladiators, and the Columbus Rapids. The Rapids were coming into this contest. Both teams were 0-2, as the Memphis Americans were 2-0. What the women did on Friday night, first of all, it was one of the most amazing games I've ever called. I've never called a game in the history of broadcasting sports, and that includes in college when I was calling play-by-play for basketball and baseball. I've never had a match like that finish the way it did. I'm actually proud of the fact that I was able... Here's Well, here's a clip of some of the goal scoring that I got to call. Martina Necrosis back in the game. Casey Hall, a shot, score! Columbus ties it up! 3-3, Casey Hall, second goal of the season. Top shelf in the corner. As she hears it from the crowd, Columbus is on fire in this period. Two goals to tie it up at three apiece. And of course, after Friday's game and the excitement and the intensity, I lost my voice. And so on Saturday's game, I took a step back and I did color commentating and I allowed and and Matt Austin did the play by play and he did a phenomenal job. And his however, those two games on Saturday were very exciting, both finished in overtime. However, the Columbus Rapids women's and men's team lose to the Memphis Americans and they will next travel up to Fayetteville, North Carolina next Sunday. And then they will be back at the Civic Center to take on the Rome Gladiators for the very first time. 
Now that I'm on the subject of local sports here in Columbus, because this podcast is dedicated to Columbus sports, congratulations to the Columbus River Dragons. They're now second in the Federal Prospects Hockey League. They swept a series up in Delaware against the Delaware Thunder, and they have won six games in a row, catapulting themselves into second place. They are 13-5-3 on the season, and a great job by the Columbus River Dragons. The Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars both picked up the victory over Clayton State, their longtime rival in Georgia. Columbus is 10-3 and on the season, and they will travel to Young Harris on the 12th of January. The Lady Cougars were able to beat their rival, the Lady Lakers, 78-68, to and the Lady Cougars improved to 8-6 and overall and 1-2 and in the Peach Belt Conference, while the Lakers fell to 6-4. and Imani Arnold led the way for Columbus State, scoring 18 points, followed by Amelia Tenbrock added 15 points as well. So it was a good weekend for sports. I had a very busy weekend myself. Called a basketball game on Thursday night, Russell County versus Valley. However, Russell County dropped their first region game to the Valley Rams. Then on Friday night, I called the Columbus Rapids against the Memphis Americans. Turned around and called another game Saturday night as I was doing color commentary while Matt Austin was doing play-by-play. So I've had a busy week. I'm looking to start the week off right. I'm hoping that I could have some guests on this show. Last week was incredible. The guests I had, I had Gabe Riddles on. He made his first appearance on the Sports Beat. Rob Frazier made his third appearance. Then I was a guest picker on a national championship preview show on Ben and Travis's Facebook Live page. I had Travis Creasy and Brad Page on the show. So it was good times. We had fun. And I'm hoping to have them on my show again. Now let's get into the football because we have NFL playoffs to talk about. And I cannot say enough about the San Francisco 49ers and the resiliency beating the Los Angeles Rams. I watched the game. I'm a 49ers fan. When the 49ers were down 17 to nothing, and I looked over and saw that the Falcons were losing to the Saints. I got a bit. I was down. I was feeling bad. I was like, oh, they gave their best shot. The 49ers are not going to the playoffs. And then they kick a field goal to end the first half. They get the ball to start the second half, and now they're down 17-10. to 10. They get a quick three and out, and they get the ball back again. And that trick play with Debo Samuel's pass to Juwan Jennings in the end zone to tie it up at 17, I started paying attention. I still thought the Rams could win, especially after they took that touchdown lead 24 to 17 with Cooper Cup in the back of the end zone. And they shut down Jimmy Garoppolo. Von Miller got a big sack on Jimmy G. And the 49ers had to punt the ball back to the Rams, burned all three of their timeouts, and Jimmy G had no timeouts left. He marches all the way down to the field to tie the game, and it goes to overtime. The 49ers get the ball first. First of all, in that overtime, they ate a lot of clock. Even though they kicked a field goal, there really wasn't enough time for the Rams to get a walk-off touchdown. At the worst, I felt that the Rams would probably kick a field goal and the game would end in a tie, which would be okay because the 49ers would still make the playoffs if the season ended in a tie. They would just get the number seven seed. But Ambry Thomas, the third round pick, the corner that the 49ers drafted this year, gets a huge interception. And the San Francisco 49ers defeat the L.A. Rams 27-24 to in overtime to punch their ticket into the playoffs. And, of course, 
They get to play the Dallas Cowboys. I got all week to preview the 49ers and Dallas Cowboys, which is a dream matchup. They have not met in the postseason since 1994. And I remember every single playoff game in the 90s. I did not remember that catch with Dwight Clark. Sorry, I I was just too young. This was a huge loss for the Rams because they were on their way to get the number two seed. Now they fall to the four seed and they have to play the Arizona Cardinals in that first round of the playoffs. So the 49ers will play the Cowboys and the Eagles will play the Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers have the first round bye. That Sunday, I was really cheering for the Atlanta Falcons. I wanted to see them beat the Saints because I wasn't 100% sure the 49ers were capable of beating the Rams in L.A., especially when the Rams had something to play for. The Falcons dropped the contest to the Saints 30-20, to and I figured Saints were going to be desperate. They're trying to get a playoff spot, but this is a game that you got to step up if you're a Falcons fan. If you are the Atlanta Falcons, you got to step up and beat your longtime rival in Atlanta, knock them out of the playoffs. They failed to do so, and then... I had to sit back and rely on the 49ers to come back from that 17 that 17 point deficit. And did you know that Sean McVay is 45 and 0 when he has a lead at halftime? Well, not anymore when the San Francisco 49ers punch their ticket. So the Falcons drop to the Saints 30 to 20. They're going to select 8th in the NFL draft and they finish the season 7 and 10. This was a rebuilding year for the Falcons. I didn't expect anything coming out of them. So now we've got the NFL playoff preview, and the stage is set. The 49ers will play the Cowboys on Sunday. That will be the afternoon game on CBS. Looking at the AFC playoffs, the Tennessee Titans got the first round bye after beating the Houston Texans. Kansas City, who beat Denver the day before, they get the number two seed, and they will take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers have the seventh seed. They'll take on the Chiefs. And then you have the New England Patriots. They're going to take on the Buffalo Bills. Interesting that New England is going to be on the road, and it's also going to be Mac Jones' first playoff game. The Las Vegas Raiders, who beat the Chargers on Sunday night football, it was a winner-take-all, win-and-in, although there was a crazy scenario if both teams tied, then both teams will get in the playoffs. And that means the Raiders will take on the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs, who's trying to win their first playoff game since 1990. The last time the Raiders have won a playoff game. I'm really dating the Raiders here. 2003, the AFC Championship against the Tennessee Titans to punch their ticket into the Super Bowl. The Raiders have not won a playoff game since 2003. The Cincinnati Bengals have not won a playoff game since 1990. Something has got to give. Jamar Chase, he breaks the Bengals' receiving record all-time, set by Chad Ochocinco. And the Cincinnati Bengals, I I really want to see this matchup between Cincinnati and Las Vegas. Joe Burrow making his first playoff appearance. And I got all week to preview the playoffs. It is going to be fun and exciting. Kansas City and Pittsburgh. That's going to be a classic matchup between a great defense. Patrick Mahomes going up against Ben Roethlisberger. Does Big Ben have anything left? He still fights to live to see another day. And Pittsburgh lives on as they had a very slim outside shot at making the playoffs. But thanks to the meltdown by the Indianapolis Colts, losing to the Raiders last week and then losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars 26-11, Trevor Lawrence had his best game as a rookie 
as he threw 23 for 32, 223 yards and two touchdowns. And Jacksonville, showing a little promise, finishes the year at 3-14. and 14. They still have the number one pick overall. They got something to build off of. Some of the other scores, Seattle beats Arizona 38-30. to Russell Wilson says he does not want to get traded. The Arizona Cardinals will take on the Los Angeles Rams in the next round of the playoffs. So January 17th, for the first time, we'll have a Monday night football game that is a postseason matchup. The Arizona Cardinals taking on the L.A. Rams at SoFi Stadium. So the stage is set. The first game Saturday at 4.30 on NBC, the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, followed by the primetime game on Saturday will be the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. On Sunday, you got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then you got the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Followed by the Sunday night game will be the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. And then the Monday night football game, the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Los Angeles Rams. It doesn't get any better than that. I am excited. I cannot wait for the NFL playoffs. Now it's time on the show to preview the upcoming national championship game. To preview. The upcoming national championship game tonight in Indianapolis. Georgia taking on Alabama. Both teams met in the SEC championship game when Alabama won 41 to 24. Let's break that game down because Georgia won the toss and they failed to score on their first possession, even though they moved the ball, but they stalled when they got right near Alabama territory. Alabama took advantage of that. Even though Alabama was down 10 nothing. Took the lead 24-17. They got the ball to start the second half. They, You could take some chances when you have the lead and you have the ball. And Alabama took their chance. Bryce Young throws a bomb to Jamison Williams. It seems like it's almost over, 31-17. But I felt at the time, Georgia was moving the ball in Alabama. There was an interception in Alabama territory. They did go for it on fourth down. Then Stetson Bennett threw the pick six. Soon as it was 38-17, it was over. Georgia had no shot. But I liked how Georgia moved the ball in Alabama. And I think if Georgia gets physical at the line of scrimmage, if Georgia sets the tone early, this is going to be a very exciting game. And I know that I had, but I do think that Alabama is capable of winning this game. The rematch factor does not matter. Alabama has the best quarterback. Alabama has the best offensive player. And Alabama has the best defensive player. And they also have the best coach. Yes, Georgia probably has better four- and five-star players at this moment because they did have two really good recruiting classes. Georgia's been right there with Alabama when it comes to recruiting. And I think Georgia has the depth at running back, but Alabama has the better wide receiver. Georgia may have the best tight end. So the matches, the matchups favor Georgia just a little bit, but Alabama has the best players where it matters most especially when you're in a tight game in the fourth quarter and you want to put the ball in Bryce Young's hand. There is no other player I would rather have out on the field that can lead Alabama to the victory. And Will Anderson, he can take over a game all by himself. That's the type of player you want on the field. If Alabama wins this national championship, you might as well pencil them in for two more national championships because Will Anderson's only a sophomore and Bryce Young is only a sophomore. Bryce Young will be back next year. Alabama will be heavy favorites next year. 
This is the year. Georgia has to beat Alabama this year because Alabama is only going to get better. This was supposed to be a rebuilding year for Alabama. Georgia had all the pieces in place to win a national championship. They had a, they had a historic defense. And I really don't know how the state is going to react if Georgia wins the national championship. They haven't won it since 1980. But if you look at all the top programs in college football, just across the board, look at all of them. Just look at in the SEC, the top teams in the SEC. Florida has some national championships. LSU has some national championships. Tennessee won one in 1998. Auburn won one in 2010. Are we talking because Texas A&M doesn't really have a national championship? They haven't had one since Georgia. And then the rest of the college teams, not really traditional powerhouses. I mean, Old Miss, it's been years since they won a national championship. What is the standard at Georgia? Is Georgia a top five team? Or is Georgia more like a top 10 team? If they win 11, 12 games and go to a New Year's Six Bowl, is that a success? When Kirby Smart was brought to Georgia in 2016, he came with an intensity. Nobody recruits like Kirby Smart, and he's got Georgia on another level. Even if Georgia does not win the national championship tonight, look at what all Kirby Smart has done for the Bulldogs, leading them to two national championships in his tender, leading Georgia to three straight SEC East titles and a trip to Atlanta and an SEC championship in 2017. So there is a lot that has been accomplished at the University of Georgia. I just don't know if they don't get it done tonight. I don't know if they'll ever get it done as long as Nick Saban is the head coach at Alabama. So that was my national championship preview. You know, we waited long enough. The hype was ready and set and ready to go. And I really was excited that I got to preview that on other podcasts and I had guests on my podcast and we previewed the national championship and it was pretty fun. So I normally, I talk NBA a lot on this show and rightfully so, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers, they did beat the Hawks over the weekend. The Hawks also lose to the Clippers. Uh, The Atlanta Hawks are not the same team they were last year. That team that reached the Eastern Conference Finals. Hawks fans need to start lowering their expectations of this team that caught fire. They had an interim head coach. They were playing hard for him, and they had several breaks that got them to the Eastern Conference Final. One of the breaks was that they didn't have to play Brooklyn. Philly just couldn't get out of their way. Should not be Eastern Conference play Eastern Conference Finals. I hope they make the playoffs, but it's not even. It's not even a certain that they're going to make the playoffs. You have teams that have improved in the offseason, like the Chicago Bulls, the Miami Heat, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. So what are the realistic expectations for the Hawks? And will they do will they make a move during the trade deadline? The Atlanta Hawks will have a couple of days off. Then they will take on the Miami Heat on Wednesday night. Atlanta is 17 and 22 on the season. And as the calendar turns 2022. The Hawks are in 12th place in the Eastern Conference. They are a game and a half out of that playoff spot. And that's just for the play-in game. So it was a historic moment last night at the Chase Center in San Francisco as the Golden State Warriors welcomed back the return of Clay Thompson. And it was an emotional moment for Clay, 
tore his ACL and he tore his Achilles. He's been out of the league for two years. I've said all along that if he comes back and if he's even a shadow of himself, that the Golden State Warriors are going to win a championship. When you get Klay Thompson back, you get more firepower. Steph Curry is having a great season. Andrew Wiggins is an all-star. Jordan Poole has just come out of nowhere. And this is a very good organization. They're not, they are well run, not like the Lakers. And I think they would give the Lakers fits in the postseason. In fact, I would love to see that matchup. I'd love to see Golden State in LA in the playoffs. Because I don't think LeBron can handle the depth that the Warriors have and the skill and the, and the he can't do it all by himself. But the big X factor is if Anthony Davis is healthy, I, I think that the Lakers could maybe win a playoff series. But they're not going to the finals. And on a sad note, I mean, this has really nothing to do with sports, but it broke while I was preparing for this podcast and I was taking my notes. The news broke that comedian Bob Saget died. He was age 65. A big part of my childhood played Danny Tanner on Full House. He was also a comedian. He directed one of the funniest underrated movies ever. And I used to watch this movie all the time when I was in college, a movie called Dirty Work, starring the late Norm MacDonald as well. Two funny comedians gone over the past year. And I, I forgot to mention that we lost Betty White during New Year's Eve. I know they have nothing to do with sports. You know, it's it's tough when you lose, you know, icons from your childhood. I mean, of course, Betty White with the Golden Girls, that was before. Here's what's going to be on the slate for this week, because I don't know if I'm going to have any guests on this week. And I know that my viewership, uh, the people who listen to my podcast, it goes up when I have guests. That's clear. But I also want to bring it as a podcaster. I've been doing this podcast for almost two years. I'm approaching my, so I'm going to have a show tomorrow. I'm going to recap the national championship. I'm also going to be hosting the show Off the Walls, episode three, which will be at El Carrizo Restaurant in Columbus. That's where I will interview the coaches, Eddie Miranda of the men's team for the Columbus Rapids and head coach Miguel Galindo for the women's team and a special guest player, Ethan Allure is going to be on the show as well. He was the MVP on defense in that second game against the Memphis Americans where the men's team fought back and they lost to the Americans in overtime. And Jordy Jordovich, who is the best player in the NISL, who has 11 goals on the season. Ethan Alert was the MVP on defense as he was on target with Jordovich. Jordovich scored three goals, but two of them were on a set piece. And one was just on a fluky play where he was coming off a line change and came in to score the game-winning goal in overtime. So you don't want to miss it. Off the Walls is great. I love just re-watching these YouTube broadcasts because we're getting thousands of viewers on this YouTube channel. And so the product's out there. And I'm really looking forward to calling that game on the 17th next Monday against the Rome Gladiators. And I'm really excited about the Rome Gladiators opening their new arena in 2023 as well. So Tuesday, I'm going to have my national championship show. Wednesday, I'm wide open to try to get a guest. I, whether it's Rob, whether it's Brad, Travis, Gabe, I could get a guest on. That would be amazing. Thursday show, same thing. I'm going to actually break down. Thursday show is going to be more of a nostalgic show where I talk about the history between the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. And 
I know that Gabe Reynolds is a Cowboys fan. I think that would be a great guest to have. And then Friday, I will make my playoff picks. Well, I hate to say it, but that's all the time we have on the show. Thank you to everybody that listened to my podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. I will be back tomorrow as we will recap the national championship between Georgia and Alabama. I hope everybody has a great Monday. Stay safe out there, and I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.